Hi, you are listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf, with co-host today, again, Jess Hendrick. And we have a repeat guest returning, and we are so excited to have him here. We have award, Emmy award-winning actor Issei and speaker and coach and a divine man who is coming back on the show so we can dive in again and deeper and do a check-in. That's mm-hmm. what I'm excited about. I want to know where you're at because you came on the show towards the end of last year. I don't remember the exact date, but it was episode 55. And this is now going to be episode, I believe, 84. So there's been some time in between. And now with Jess on stage with us, I I can't wait to to see where where you have evolved even further since the last time we dropped in with each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, thank you for being here. Well, I'm delighted uh, beyond belief to be here with both of you, my powerful, wonderful, loving sisters. Uh, life is life. I'm I'm blessed with the ability, like many of us, to be able to navigate it, to be able to get back up on the, the board and, and to ride those waves because it's never necessarily easy. It's just I'm really just blessed with the ability to hold my peace and to see clearly and to navigate, you know, these, the challenges, which is awesome. Uh, But, you know, interestingly enough, since we last talked, um, I actually completed a 20 year era in my life just a few months ago that I didn't know that I was in that has everything to do with me completing an element of being my own divine man. And um, it was it was a 20 year period that started back in 2003 when I literally started leaving and, and um, leaving and letting go of my ego and everything mm-hmm. that ego had built through this whole, it's like, you know, caterpillar, chrysalis, butterfly. Well, my chrysalis phase was 20 years just ending a couple of months ago, a few months ago. And, um, you know, like I said, I didn't know that I was even in it because, you know, we're still doing things as we're growing and evolving. We're still Mm -hmm. doing things. We're still making a difference. Um, But then there's, you know, we have these little, uh, 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 these, uh, these ways in which spirit actually still surprises us as well. So I completed this huge phase of mine, which we can go into more detail later on if we may, but I yeah. closed the door of my chrysalis phase on th- that middle portion of me being in the chrysalis and becoming my own divine man. I completely closed it uh, thoroughly. And uh, I didn't realize it until I actually just had a recent move and uh, uh, my relations evolved. Uh, I'm now you know, married to my, my new partner, my new wife, my, my new queen. Uh, I like to say it, my ex- and my next are now besties. Love so I've that. done the, the the righteous cleanup work over there and, and everything is clear and clean. So lots of great stuff, lots of great stuff and doing a lot of speaking. So mm-hmm. that's uh, my, my passion and what we're really uh, getting to allowing to, to flourish these days. That's so beautiful. Cause yeah, especially knowing like a little bit of your journey before and I feel like a lot of us are on kind of that timeline because I'm actually on the same timeline as you. 
I feel like my chrysalis phase as well went like, I, if I look back, like, yeah, a good 20 years. And I really emerged to another side of myself in the past couple months and was put back into situations where I got to really be reflected back how much I've grown and changed. And then that really made me realize like, wow, I'm not the same person. And I, that phase is finally complete of that part. And it's really beautiful to when we do connect with other people that when they kind of were on the same journey without knowing we're on the same journey on a level. Right. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Because when we last connected, yeah, you weren't, I don't, you might've been dating her, but I don't, you weren't deep into it. Right. And you were still like, kind of like, yeah, cleaning up those last bits with the ex and who you co-parent with and Mm -hmm. living up North. Um, So it's beautiful to see the, the, the evolution and the, yeah, you got to, you got to close a big chapter, which, yeah, yeah, it's true. We don't know it when we're in it until we're on the outside of it. And then it's like, oh, and it's funny. I went to uh, uh, my old job. Um, that I worked at on and off for 20 years uh, on Tuesday night for dinner. And I was like leaving and I was talking to some regulars, some I knew, some I didn't know as I was leaving the restaurant. And this lady's like, I've been coming here for years. She's like, I'm just looking at you and I don't think you ever waited on me. And I was like, I'm going to be really honest with you, who I was when I worked here like two years ago and who's standing in front of you. Those are completely two different people. So you probably don't recognize me because I'm not that person (laughs) that worked here at all. And that was like a really interesting gauge because I'm like, I'm sure like we, you know what I mean? But she's just like, I have no recollection of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a complete energetic evolutionary shift. And when Mm -hmm. we we talk about like the, in regards to like even men, that's one of the first things that I'll tell, you know, a man or whoever, it doesn't even matter. It's like, it's a process. You literally go from a caterpillar to the, in the chrysalis phase to a butterfly and you come out on the other side, completely different. Someone can be an abuser on this side as a caterpillar and come out on this side and never even think about those sorts of things because it's a complete transformation energetically spiritually emotionally it can be physically mm-hmm. and it's um that's and it can be it's a, it can be a long process so it's like if someone's going through that it's like be just be ready be ready it's a marathon it's really beautiful you don't want something like this to go fast no you know? We, we gotta you gotta live your days and like you get to be your own little researcher and you know it takes you know the layers need to be unfolding and discovery and you know it's a beautiful life uh journey process mm-hmm. it's really beautiful challenges blood sweat tears throw up all of yeah. it yeah yeah and <laughs> Like you were saying, like, you know, you might be an abuser over here and then the butterfly over here. And then it's like going back to past people and trying to navigate and ha- and catch them up too. you know yeah. what I mean? That they're not reflecting or uh, projecting that old image back onto you and like right. really trying to train them to see you in the new light so you can fully continue to 
to be this person, you know, right. and, and embody it fully. And that's, and that's, a, I was just actually uh, working with someone yesterday, a brother of mine. And, you know, we, the, the universe is perfect. There's nothing that's out of balance. You know, everything has an equal and opposite reaction. There's a cause for it with the, you know, proper energy and, you know, the stuff that, you know, let's talking about like our past when we were these other people, we put out a certain amount of energy when we were like in those identities. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain amount of energy that may need to still come back to us that we need to deal with. Like mm-hmm. me, I struggled. Like my 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 disconnect came with like my father. You know, there wasn't like a, a, a real like emotional connection from my father to me. And so then I struggled having my emotional connection with my daughter for the first five years of her life. The second five years, I was, you know, attempting and struggling to make that connection. And it was painful. But I realized during that struggling, trying to connect with my daughter, I was like, no, I got to, this is painful. A little part of me was a little, a little uh, envious of the connection that she had with her mother, but her mother was there for her. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I was the one that was disconnected. So in that connecting, connecting years of when I was struggling, when she was still disconnected, I said, no, I, I have to, I have to deal with this. This is what I put into her when I was disconnected. I have to just, this is my little prison for right now. I have to just deal with this. I got to, it won't be forever, but I had to breathe myself through those years of when my daughter like barely even wanted me to touch her energetically. It was like, she just kind of just, you know, because I didn't touch her in those ways. I wasn't available. It was something I had to learn. Mm -hmm. So like I had to just really balance out that energy. And so with people like that, when they, when they, I think of that in the same way, when they've known the old us, you know, I think there's a part of me that says, well, yeah, I, I get that that's, you know, who I was, but the truth is in the, you know, in the pudding, like in the vibration, the truth is mm-hmm. in the vibration. I'll just say it like that, right? You know, who you are right now speaks volumes or who anyone is or who we are and that they will eventually adjust to the frequency, you know, they'll get it. They'll get mm-hmm. it. And, you know, whatever part of them doesn't get it, you know, I know that for me, at least I'm like, okay, you know, cause I, I let them have their time. Mm-hmm. You know, I let them have their time. They're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to call you, uh, you know, Issei right away. You know, I'm so used to calling you Kiko. And I'm like, I, I get that. I get that. I'm not going to force you to do that. But just so you know, I, I do go by Issei and that's, and I explain things to them and, you know, it takes time. So mm-hmm. it's all good. Absolutely. Takes time in your everything. I mean, everything. It's like what you're saying earlier. You can't, you can't rush it. And if you try to rush it, it's not going to work, right? Yeah. And the beauty is in in that process and that time. But we, in our little monkey minds, you know, and this <laughs> construct of time, we're like, we're running out of time. We like, but it's like it is. It's like so divine and like giving that space. You know, like I remember last time we talked about. Um, you know, you were really coming up with the concept of like us females holding men and birthing them mm. in our minds first, you know? Yeah. And it's like during this time where we are in a great awakening consciousness and evolution and everyone really is on their own timeline of healing, it gets hard sometimes just to hold space because that feeling of time right? Like, we're like, we just want y'all to show up and be where we are, please. Can you hurry it up? But like, they can't, but we have to like, still, because I've really sat with that since 
we last spoke about, you know, that concept of like, let's just really hold the space for the masculine to show up where the the feminine has done a lot of work. But then through that, I'll be honest, like I, you know, it's like we have to call a spade a spade or look at ourselves. It's like, well, okay, where are we falling short? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. As the feminine, like, where are we still being toxic or where are we, you know what I mean? So like, but then how can I still hold the vision for all of us to, and try to push that timeline away or that it needs to be in my timeline or a rushed process because the more we just like let go and let that divine unfolding and the actual process unfold, then everyone can show up on the other side, you know? I mean, that's, you You really said it really beautiful, like going into like what you just said, right? You said, you know, showing up on your timeline or showing up in a way where you think that we need to catch up to you or something like that, right? That, and, 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 and when we like look into those things, you know, that is also, um, the energy that we're all battling with, right? There, there is this sort of, I'll just call it for now, there is this toxic masculinity, the toxic one that controls, mm-hmm. that says, do it my way. That says, if, if it doesn't do this, then you got to hit the highway. Mm-hmm. That that does that sort of thing, right? But, and you, and you say, how is the woman showing up in her toxicity, right? Because everyone's toxic. We all are toxic, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. How is she showing up in a way that's, you know, either toxic or not helping us move forward in a progressive way, right? Well, women, you know, is that her being in her queen, in her natural state where things come to you? Everything comes to the divine feminine. She doesn't have to penetrate to get things. If she's in her proper energy, things come to you. You're the queen. You're the goddess. We want to actually work and do things for you right? You do things for us, but on the outside, we do things and we build all this stuff for you, mm-hmm. right? So when a when, a, when a, a woman is in her proper energetic alignment, she sees things clearly and she uh, receives things in her essence and things flow actually to her, mm-hmm. right? And then she, she also trusts she trusts that she trusts in the divine plan, whatever that is, because she knows you're, she's connected. She knows. And she she doesn't try to like, you know, rush and rush and do things. That's what a toxic man does or a little boy does mm-hmm. or traumatized little boys. Ah, do that sort of thing. But that's not her. That's not her nature. So when she's doing that, she's actually coming out of her true nature. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's it's incumbent upon us as men to do the work. So yeah, you were right. You know, it's, it's, yes. See us in a, as the butterfly. Right. And at the same time, you kind of, you have to still protect yourself because we're still running on this toxic stuff that we're doing. So it's like, see our greatness, but you actually still need to protect yourself, speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, still be in your energy, but you can't force us to do it. You can't lead a horse to water. You can show us, you can set the scene, you can inspire us, you can see us, right? And protect yourself, do that sort of thing. And then you can actually be over here. So we you we have the inspiration to come up the mountain to to meet you or to build or to do something for you. But it can't, we have to do it. We have to go on the journey. Because mm-hmm. us going on the journey is is what actually makes us the man. Not a woman telling us, not even a man 
telling us. A man can give up mentoring, things like that. But when a woman, sometimes she oversteps her boundaries is when she gets into telling him or things that he should, and she takes up too much space and doesn't allow him to penetrate the space. Mm -hmm. It's a rebalancing that needs to happen, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's very mindful. Again, I'll revisit because allowing him to penetrate the space, he's he doesn't know how to do it just yet. And the man in the state that he's in right now, he has to relearn how to be a healthy man emotionally well, spiritually, right? First, spiritually, get his connection back and then, you know, discipline his mind, right? Thinking emotionally and then in his actions wise so he can learn how to penetrate the space in a healthy way so you can trust him. Because right now you don't trust him and you shouldn't trust him because mm-hmm. he's toxic. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't know right. what the hell he's doing. Yeah. So... It's a, it's a process of rebalancing the yin, the yang that, you know, you know, women have kind of gone, been forced in a sense, being in an emergency state, traumatized state, forced in a sense to be in their masculine. Men have been forced to be in their uh, feminine. And now there's the feminine is taking up too much space. And we literally two energies can't occupy the same space. Mm-hmm. If a woman's in her masculine, that will totally unbalance and then we don't have any place to be. And then we get mad at you. Then we actually reject you. Mm-hmm. We resent you for being in our space, for being in your masculine because you're doing, you're doing what you're being who we supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't even know how to do it. So there's this sort of thing that needs to happen to rebalance it out again. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. 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 It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. It, it is a lot. And I know like, so something that has been showing up in my life and in the lives of my clients, and it's just kind of in the field Mm. is that a lot of us have gotten to a point where we've done enough work to create the space, to have a more conscious union, right. With the tools and the skills and all the things. Right. Um, but I've seen a lot where we can have a man meet us and meet us and meet us and meet us. And Mm. then suddenly just not and just like pull the record or just be done. And I don't know what's happening there. Like that is kind of, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what to make of that. You say, you say meet you, meet you. And then he's done with like, can you be more specific with that part? Yeah. Well, like I'll say, so I have a client right now and she has done a lot of work and she had some really challenging relationships and then she met somebody and it was aligned, really aligned, really compatible. He was meeting her, their communication was good. Anytime something came up, they could walk through it in a really beautiful way. And then really suddenly he just was done. And it's like, it's confusing to me. And I've had that experience as well, where it's like, what what's happening there or can you speak to what would make a man maybe like if it's a shutting down or freeze response or like oh, yeah. a trauma response or what's ha- what do you think could be happening there well if we so just seems to be we, a theme if, yeah if we just think about it in simple terms like what i explained earlier the caterpillar the chrysalis and the butterfly right and sarah and i just both talked about it i was in my chrysalis phase for 20 years that's just me everyone has their different timeline obviously but but I was in it for 20 years. So a, a man in his caterpillar caterpillar phase, let's just say that this is the man that's not doing any personal development work at all. He's built his life off of his ego. He's, you know, uh, he, he may make money. He may be a womanizer. He's in his head, right? He doesn't really express himself. 
that well emotionally. He gets angry because when he gets emotional, he's he doesn't know how to do that just yet. So he's in that sort of phase. That's this caterpillar. That's sort of like in his human. He's stuck. He hasn't really looked at his trauma. He hasn't he, he doesn't really he hasn't done the work to really go inside of himself and see what's what just yet. So it's still a lot of confusing stuff down here, right? Because he's still really stuck up here, right? So a man, then there's the next phase, which is where we're going with this. When he actually starts to shed the caterpillar and starts to go into the chrysalis. Now this phase, like I said, it's, it's for many people, it's years. It's years. It's, it, it's not easy by any means. I mean, you can't be no little punk man or woman to successfully go through this phase, you got to have some 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 fire. You got to have some commitment. You got to see yourself through. It's got to be something on the other end to make that shit worth it for you to go through all that shit. Because you're gonna go through the freaking ringer. Mm -hmm. So sometimes going into this phase, it might seem hunky dory or whatever. You know what I'm saying? A little bump, a little bruise, things like that. But like. You don't know how deep the rabbit hole is going to go necessarily for yourself or what type of work you really got to do. You don't know. No one, no one's, you don't know. You just got to know that I'm going through this. Or I'm going through this do or die. Some people don't go into it with that. Sometimes people don't know what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. And then they hit something that surprises them, you know, from their childhood, maybe an abuse or molestation or, ooh, I haven't looked at that. Ooh, and then they they bail. They're not ready for it. They don't they don't necessarily know what they're really going in for. They thought it was just something light and fun for a relationship or whatever, but they don't know that no no, you're really doing the work. This is for you. You know, this is not for the relation with another woman or someone else. Like when you do this work, it's not for them. It's not to make the relationship work out. It's to make mm -hmm. this relation work out right here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it can be said, well, I'm going to do this for so we can work out. And then when they get to something deep like that, they're like, well, you're not. They might say something like, oh, this relation is not worth me looking at that. You see what I'm saying? They might say something like that. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, yeah. so we never know what someone's going through. The, the point being, people not always, they don't always know that they're about to go through this sort of chrysalis phase and what it really takes. Like I, I tell, I tell women all the time, like I, I work with them or I have a conversation. I'm like, you'll know, like he's either going to have to, you know, he is that has the fight or he doesn't, you know, but and you have to, you have to be okay with whatever that is because you can't give him the fight to fight through this. He's either going to like fight through it or he's going to go back to being a caterpillar and you got to be okay with the, the real answer that you get when you'll, he'll show you. He'll show you what it is. He's either going to fight and struggle and keep showing up and, and do his, do the work, or he's going to do that and kind of retreat and go back to his way because it's easier. You know, it's just like in the Matrix. I know this steak is not real, but it tastes so good. He's going to go back to being that caterpillar, you know, and he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know what's on the other side of it. There's so much more that he gets himself. He doesn't get that he's going to get himself or she doesn't get that she's going to get herself. And there's, there's nothing else more that you need. Once you have you, you got everything. That's why that's my thing. You have you, you have everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really simply put, it's those sorts of things. You you hit something and you're like, mm, nah, nope. And you you don't have the 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 
the fire or it's not, or he in his mind, he might not think it's worth it to like, look at that or to go through it. Yeah. Or it's, yeah, it's just not time. You know, like, it's just, you know, it's that dance. It's like, how many times have we done that in our lives? We go, we're going to do it. No, no, too much. Oh, we're going to do it. And then the, and then all of a sudden, like the fifth time, the universe is like, I don't give a shit. You're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no choice anymore. But in yeah. the beginning, it's like, you know, or you do a lot of work and then you try to go back. I've done this to be the caterpillar. And I'm like, I mean, this was fun for a minute to come back and be human, but I am so far past this. <laughs> I can't hang out here very long. Like yeah. I can hang out here like, you know what was years like literally a month and i'm like that was a blast but now and that's happened recently like i'm really not this person anymore it was really fun to come back here hi everyone that's still here like like a check-in but like it's just like you've outgrown it you know so it's like i don't know it's like yeah i feel like i don't want to but i'm glad you said that though i'm glad you said that because that's also the nature of the chrysalis phase it's two steps forward one step back that's the nature of the phase. You think you're making progress and then it's back. That's also the nature of that phase. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, until you really like pass the halfway point, then you're like, okay, I get the rhythm of this. I get that there's this sort of thing. But then then you actually keep going. So yeah, I'm glad you you brought that up because that's really the case as well, too. Because and there might-, might be, yeah, I was just to say there might be a layer like that you have to go back for that now that you're you are the two steps forward you go have to go back to a layer that like you thought was done Mm -hmm. but to just go clean up something that you need to come back with a bit a a greater consciousness Mm -hmm. to then clean up another part of you and that does take in going back to an environment or a frequency or whatever to then really do the final and that's what i just experienced like Mm -hmm. i was way over here I came back and I'm like, okay, you know, oh, now I see that was a layer that I had to go back to tend to. And now I can go back over here. Yeah. But it looked like I was reverting, but I wasn't. It was part of the process over here, but it looks that even looks a little confusing and messy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like this whole like in this whole process of this chrysalis, it's learning to hear this. It's learning to hear this because this is what's going to it saves all of us. And being able to navigate, okay, I need to go back. Okay, uh, okay. It's going to tell us exactly where to go. And once we start hearing that internal guidance again, then we're like, okay, this is how I actually navigate and hear my life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 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 you know, when pe- people don't know necessarily what they're getting into, but like creating a safe space so they can actually s- speak their fears and things like that. And so they can do that is is always a great thing as well too. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I'm noticing also that comes up is when, because we're partnership, at least the way that all of us experience it and view it is a spiritual practice, right? Like relationships are a spiritual practice. And so things are going to come up by the very design and nature of conscious relating. Right. And so there's an opportunity in that. And when some, some things get uncomfortable or it gets a little messy and people just kind of pull the ripcord, then they could potentially miss the opportunity for their own liberation that exists in walking through the discomfort to the other side, right? But a lot of people, I don't even think have that awareness. So could, could you speak to like 
the value in, and also the projection that happens, like when, cause like you were saying, they might think, oh, it's a problem with you or the problem with the relationship, but really it's like something that's being activated that's old and historical. So could you maybe speak to that a little bit if someone isn't aware of this kind of way of relating, you know, that, that it is an opportunity and that. So tell me, so ask me one more time, like concisely speak to what exactly again? So just like the, the, I noticed like there's a pattern a lot of times when, when triggers come up or something gets uncomfortable for people to kind of project or blame or shame the other person rather oh, than yeah. noticing. Yeah. Like what is this showing me about me that's being mirrored to me in this dynamic, right? When people are getting uncomfortable, they think, oh, this is a sign like to just not be in this anymore. Mm, yeah. It's, it's. Uh, I, interesting. I was just having this conversation yesterday as well. You know, it's yeah. as divine beings, it's really a great practice to invest in the self. So we start to start to get a um, a, a a a relation to ourself in. What are our own responsibilities as our own divine being over here? What am I responsible for? What does that even look like? You know, that's a great place for everybody to start with, right? And we even teach our kids, you know, basically, I am responsible for my own thoughts, my feelings, and my actions. We teach our children at a young, you know, that they're responsible. I am responsible for that. Someone does something and have a thought or have a feeling I am also still responsible for the stuff that's happening over here. You know, I was talking to my uh, one of my brothers yesterday and he was talking about like his, this woman in his life. And I said, that may be true. She may be this. She may be that. That may be true. She is definitely putting the squeeze on you. But the stuff that's coming out of you, that's yours, brother. That's yours. You cannot blame that on someone else. So if someone else is triggering us to look at something that's here, that's something that is ours. Eventually, when someone triggers something and you get into the habit of looking at it, you end up getting to a place of like, okay, well, I'm look, let me look at this. And you're actually grateful that they've actually showed you a disturbance in your own vibrational field. They've showed that they've showed you some trauma that you didn't know was there. And that's something that it's our responsibility to turn inward and to go look at. Because there's 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 no no one has, you know, we're all divine beings. No one has any control over your thoughts. We may be able to influence, but no one has any control over your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. You are a free divine being, sovereign, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you give away your, you know, your liberty or your free will to someone else controlling you or not, but we are divine beings responsible for this. And I think when someone actually starts at that place and we, it, because, but that's a practice, that's a mm -hmm. practice of personal responsibility. It's personal empowerment. You know, when we do this, we literally, we, we're in a practice of giving away our power. And that's very common in this world. It's very common to blame, blame, blame. We see that in the media all the time. We see that in the news, blame, 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 get everybody to blame because then no one takes personal responsibility. They don't have their own power. They're not owning it. They have no real choice because we're we say no this person did that 
and you literally put yourself in victim mode constantly where you where you just don't have any power over your life so the mm -hmm. practice is no i'm i'm responsible you know i'm responsible for you know all of my thoughts my feelings my actions it's really a deep personal empowerment practice where nothing in the world can truly take you out of your peace you know mm -hmm. you you are you know one of my spiritual practices is you know it, where it's it's a second law it's like one of the second laws of god and it says your nature is an unconquerable peace therefore nothing or no one in the world can be against you all experiences come to you to promote your reclamation of peace that you may in turn acquire wisdom and spiritual power so like when you really get into things like that and see i I adhere to that. I consent to that law and I live by that, right? But that puts me in a position to where everything that comes to me is actually for my good. If I can mm -hmm. find the wisdom, if I can find the empowerment, if I can find the learning in it, I can't blame anybody. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, it, 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 it just anchors me in certain principles that allow me to engage from what I feel in, in healthy ways with myself first and with other people and being able to uh, offer, you know, my gifts and my talents to, you know, to help, to help the, you know, the planet be a better place. So, yeah, I think that, that really, to sum that up, really, it really starts with someone wanting to do that personal uh, uh, empowerment work with themselves so they can have a sense of their own power as a divine being. And that's just, we have an opportunity to start taking personal responsibility and move from the habit of this to the habit of this. And then someone will start getting real fulfillment in our lives mm -hmm. instead of the immature child just pointing the finger. It's a maturing mm -hmm. process too, so. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So for people listening and who didn't see the video, so he, he says saying from the habit of pointing the finger like at someone and blame to pointing the finger back at ourselves and looking at, you know, our own responsibility and what's coming up and the opportunity for healing there and to come back to our peace and our power. And that is some really deep, I mean, you say like, how are you talking about the news and stuff? And like, just that is such deep programming into our humanity at this state in the game of, you know, like even just working in the restaurant industry for so long and you have to take like, alcohol awareness right and if you overserve someone and they go out and drive and they hit this person like that it all fa falls back on you that you could literally be sued for like a million dollars because they went out and killed someone because you gave them that last glass of wine mm -hmm. where in so many avenues on this planet right now or society whatever the level of of not taking you don't have to take personal responsibility for yourself for your actions is so deeply ingrained in like that's just one small example that might mm -hmm. people might not even know right and and think of it on a bigger scale like you know and in, in just the aspect of people suing other people for different things you know what i mean and like then you just like you can just keep seeing it it's like then there's the part part which kind of came up for me is if you're first walking through that like maturing and like okay let's start turning this finger back to myself and then you're like oh, yeah. shit i don't know this one though i swear and you're like yeah. i don't 
it, it, it there's parts that get confusing because you're like, no, I swear the finger is pointing out like this. I don't get where this finger is pointing back at me. And that's, I think, you know, that's still a dance sometimes when it, it feels really challenging or wrong or you just can't find that thing within you, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, what's what serves me very well is having a set of principles, ethics, core values that I personally abide by, that I, you know, every single day that that help that has helped me to build my inner infrastructure inside of myself. Otherwise, and, and it helps, it's like building a building. It's like, what's the foundation of that? What's the, the structure that allows things to actually happen and go up and down in that building, you know? And like, you know, principles like that, at least for me, you know, allow me to keep the separation. Like, you know, I, I look at you, Jess, or, or you or anybody out there, or even these, I'll, I'll use this term, you know, with uh, uh, these, these um, young boys that I work with, right? And I've, I, but I've also programmed myself in this way where I'm like, no one can disrespect me. It's actually impossible for you to disrespect me. No one can disrespect me. You can do whatever you want. You can call me nigger. You can call me this. And what, like I said, these little boys that I, that I mentor and stuff like that, they've said things like that. And their mother is like, oh, I'm like, look, it's, it doesn't bother me because I know who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll say things like that to try to, you know, hurt me because I have to some, I have to work with them sometimes. And they'll say things like, oh, nah, nigger, nigger, nigger. I'm like, okay, yeah, nigger, nigger, nigger. And that just, what that does for me and knowing the separation that this is me over here, clearly, and this is you over there. I can look over there. We we can train ourselves to be able to look over there and see the difference when when something's happening over there and to be able to say, okay, that's what's going on over there. And God bless you. And stay over there. Don't touch me. I love you. Stay right the fuck right there, right? And being able to love someone, but protect ourselves appropriately, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, but still be anchored in who we are in peace and love and know exactly how we're operating here. And like once someone does, I think enough really, it's just like you just get to the point where you do, you get clear. That's what it is. You know, doing this, your own personal work, you get to a state of clarity right? Where you can literally see, now this world, the way it's set up is very, very, it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. Lines are blurred. There's there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. And it's very, it's difficult. It's a challenge, let's just say, to get to a state of stabilized clarity within the self. Because when someone can be really be clear within the self, the brain is not confused about, no, no, that's your stuff. This is, I know who I am. I know how I get up. I know how, I, I'm not perfect, but I know what's my stuff because I look at it. I look at it. I look at it. I look at it. Mm -hmm. And that's clearly, you know, your stuff over here. So when someone is invested in themselves, like knowing who they are, like that's what it really boils down to. It's just like a self-investment every single day. You, I think you have to have a passion for loving yourself in such a way that you discipline yourself on a day-to-day -to -day basis. You invest in yourself. You do your personal development courses. I tell, I, I talk to people all the time, like, that's, that's great to go to a retreat. That's great to go to, that's great. But it's not going to happen at a retreat. Mm -hmm. 
It's not going to happen at, at this. It's not going to happen with your guru. It's going to happen at how you get up, how you go to sleep, how you discipline yourself every single day, how you control your mind, your feelings in the moment when you're walking through the day and you want to yell at your child and you say, no, no, I, and you speak it instead. That's where the growth happens. That personal investment in your own spiritual development, in your own de-stressing of yourself, in your own being calm, whatever you want to call it, in, your, in the growing of your own spirit in this human experience. That's where that the clarity will happen, the stabilization will happen, and being able to actually navigate and make these decisions and see what's what and be like, okay, no, that's that person's stuff. You know, this person yesterday, one of the people, I was, he was like, oh, you can't, you can't hold space for me. I was like, no, it's not that I can't hold space for you. I'm telling you something you don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. And that's your stuff. Mm -hmm. No blaming. You might be put, that's your stuff. You know, so that's, that's where, yeah. where I'm at with that. The clarity thing is, 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 and this world is, is, it's very, you know, and, and, and let me just say this. I gotta, I gotta say this. The ability to discipline uh, oneself to have that clarity is a is a is a is a challenge. It's a it's a process because we're talking about our mind is slammed with impure images all the time. Let's just stop with, with that. Mm -hmm. Let alone everything else. The images that were shown in our mind through the media through billboards, through social media. They're so toxic, impure. They assault the mind. These images, our spirit is guided by images. Mm -hmm. The direction of our spirit is guided by imagery, symbols. And so when you yeah. constantly put these images in people's mind that are just so impure and toxic and violent, mm -hmm. that muddles up the soul that muddles the mind and the, the mind is the lens by which the soul sees the world, the mind. If you right. muddle the mind, that's the connection between the soul and the body, right? If you muddle the mind, it's just, you have this person that's acting in all these distorted ways. They can't even like mm -hmm. be clear because their mind is so distorted. That comes with discipline. You got to protect your mind, you got to protect what goes into the vibration of the sound. You got to protect what, what you see, what, what you think, the people, the food. It's all of it. It's a lot. It's a lot. But you get you. So I could keep going on and on with this. It's a lot there, but it's a passion for being who you are, being yourself, you know, being who you truly are, your own personal empowerment. Thank you for bringing up that because I was just trying to think of how to work in the programming that we're experiencing. And from the time we were so little for years and years, and there's so much there like that impacts our ability to relate to ourselves and relate to each other. And something that I see is like people, some people seem to have this idea that there's just like a one perfect person out there or that it's once you find this one perfect person, it's going to be easy and it's going to flow and there's not going to be any challenges or bumps. And that I find a lot of people get stuck with because then the person in front of them doesn't match the idealized projection of perfection or the one in their mind. So then they just move on to the next and on to the next and on to the next. And so that to me is really sad because I see that often. Yeah. 
That's well, I'm gonna tell you, if someone's thinking that you better be just blow that shit up out of your mind right now. You know, like, like I'm, I am with my soul signature twin flame, whatever you want to call it. And we have tons of trauma to work through Yeah, since it's been a year and we've had hundreds of ceremonies, gallons of tears. Now you would think, oh, it's just soulmate. No, no, we, we, we flow. We on the same page, all of that, everything, like all everything, right? No, no, we, but we still had to work for it. Like it was incessant, the amount of work, even more so because she is my soul signature that we Mm -hmm. have to, had to do just to dig ourselves out of the grave, to break ground because we have so much karma or whatever that we Mm -hmm. had to like clear up because we're so close. We had so much more work to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just speaking to like the twin flame journey or like that, that journey and the misconception of even that journey is people are like, oh, my, my ultimate twin flame and it's going to be bliss. And it's like, no, that's the journey. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. If we take it back to the beginning of this conversation, that triggers you to the depths of you to bring you back to you. And once you do the healing work to bring you back to you, and even though they're your twin, and they do that work to bring them back to them, then you can come together in that union. But the the journey to that is to bring you the depths of hell to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this might be one of the few people on the planet that can trigger you to get you to that depth. And then you can work on those other pieces together. But that is like the ultimate real journey of the twin is to go in and do the deepest most painful work that's that you have not said anything more true than that right there because this just from personal experience you know my 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 soul signature twin flame she oh my god had me do exactly that we've done that for each other for for those places that had to do with trauma inside it in this lifetime Mm-hmm. And trauma from many, many, many other lifetimes that that just kept being, you know, reverberated in our soul until we're able to have the environment to to heal that. You know, that's the opportunity, you know, to be able to like just what you said, Sarah, to in a sense trust someone enough that we uh, uh, feel it's it's worth it enough, right? A, a twin flame is definitely worth it enough to invest with that sort of person and to also trust that person. They have the ability for us to trust them enough so that we will reveal and then go down there to be able to heal those deepest things that probably nobody else can take us to. They mm-hmm. We trust them to trigger us that much yeah. so that we can actually get to those places. 
I mean, right. the tears are fun, man. Are you kidding me? Who wants to just who wants to just have just bliss and just bliss and bliss? No, give me some tears. Give me some. Look, we were in the, we were in the Amazon jungle just like a few months ago, and we were throwing up in the same bucket doing our plant ceremony ayahuasca, and I was helping her, go, and we were like in the same bucket. You know, what I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like, we want to go through some some rainy days together. Sunshine's easy. Like, who wants to? Do, oh, I just want to be have the sunshine. I just want to. Just go to the beach with it. I just want it to be nice. Like, no, no, no. Let's go through some stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When the storms come up, oh, that's not for me. I'm running. It's like, no, I don't want it. No, I want someone who's going to stick it out so we can like battle the storm together. That's, what's, well, that's what we want. It's so rewarding on the other side of that. It's like when you really look back, I mean, Justin and I would joke all the time. I'm like, one ticket off the island, please. Like, it's getting a little sketch. Like, ah, like really... But then when you look back, it's like, fuck, if I didn't go through that, man, I'd be so lame. Like, I'm getting yeah. pretty stoked with who I am. And it's funny because, like, I look at young women and I think my I'm 43 now. So I think my 30 year old me would be like jealous of a like hot, young 20 year old girl. Like, ah, oh, she's just hot and young, like doesn't have any wearing yet. Right. And then now my 43 year old me, like. I'm like, oh, I don't envy that. And I'm going to hold space for her. And I'm really solid in the woman that I'm walking into the building now and the way I carry myself and the wisdom that I have. Like, you know, I'm really like, I'm not even jealous, right? Or like, or like, I don't care to go back to that phase of my life. Like I'm stoked at where I'm at, walking towards crone, walking towards a greater knowing walking towards like fully embodiment of woman not like a 20 like i don't know when everyone's taking a run at you and like you know what i mean and, like yeah you're hot and you're young but like i'm like i'm i wasn't stoked to where i was then like i wasn't sitting in my on my throne anchored into myself and like so it's like there's something about going through these processes that's like such invaluable information and then you you almost it's like you're part of a secret like the secret society right <laughs> like you have like it's like kind of like a huh yeah like i i know some shit <laughs> i know some shit <laughs> try and take a run at me i might look like i'm chilling but like <laughs> you know i can see this whole scene play i'm just gonna sit back here and watch you all you play go. out some shit because i can see where where all the players are at and where they're at in their process and there's probably you know many people above me that are looking back and like oh you know with her but there's like this I don't know. I have a new sense of like, like self-assuredness and confidence to who I am on this planet now because of the shit, because yeah. walking through that darkness. And I know there's still more darkness to go. Right. But like, I'm really like being stoked at who I am at this moment on this planet. Yeah. yeah and, and go ahead, Jess, go ahead, Jess, baby girl. Oh, I will just to speak to what Sarah Wolf was saying is like, I've had those moments where I'm where you are too, Sarah Wolf. Like I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Why all the challenges, all the dark nights of the soul, all the pits of hell that I've walked through had to happen, all the fires. And like then I and then again I'm in the dark night again, you know? And so it's really, it's really like the forgetting and remembering and forgetting and remembering. And like it's just 
it's something that I find really challenging is being able, having done a lot of inner work and have different relationships and learned a lot, I can see what's happening with my partner a lot. Like, and, and kind of know like, oh, this is a projection or, oh, this is maybe inner child stuff or this is a past trigger, right? But again, like you said before, like you can't, they, they need to be willing to do the work. And if they're not, there's nothing we can really do. And the heartbreak that comes from that, like the heartbreak that comes from like seeing that it's not actually something with the relationship between us, but it's actually their own thing that's coming up and then like being rejected or abandoned because they don't even see the opportunity to face themselves and just project it onto the relationship. Like that to me has been one of the biggest sources of grief. And especially because I can see what's happening a lot of the time. But so I'm, I guess my question would be, how do we support ourselves in that process of not taking it so personally when that happens? And then also how can we create a space for men Mm. to meet us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, starting at the very beginning, you know, to reflect upon the process of pointing the finger back to the self first, right? The inquiry of how did I even get into this dynamic where I'm here and I'm, I'm working with a person who is is not able to, in a sense, meet me. And it's not a right or wrong sort of thing, but just just understanding that, okay, I actually chose to be in this dynamic. And there's something to that just to be explored, right? Then there's, so if we go into that dynamic with regards to him, like you said, the, the, the he if he doesn't know what's available to him on the other side, so say, for example, there's this formula to happiness, right? Most of us are happy, say, for example, when we go for something and we want to obtain something or get something, and when we do get it, we become happy. It's like, oh, great, I accomplished that, or I got that, or I got him, or I got her, that sort of thing, right? But then that dynamic is also balanced out with, well, if I don't get it, oh, now, if I don't get her or him, or if I don't accomplish that thing, then, oh, now I'm sad. Now I'm heartbroken. Now I'm this. And that formula, that e- doesn't ever really equate to happiness because you it's the, pol- it's the polarities that are opposing each other. If you're going to be happy in that equation, you have to, just by the contrast, be sad because that's what defines the opposite and helps that happiness to actually happen. You know, hot only is hot because there's cold to the equation. Up is only up because we have a down that's to that equation, right? To that formula. So with this dynamic, you know, a personal practice, which is really great. We'll always like go back to the personal practice with this. And then like, you know, to someone else is a dynamic for happiness. A formula for happiness is to always seek something that will help you to grow spiritually. So when you accomplish it, you grow. It's you, you're happy and you get something very valuable that you'll take to your next life beyond this life. And the practice is when you don't accomplish that thing that you may grow from, or even that thing, that when you don't accomplish it, you practice being at peace. 
That way, that dynamic, you can be okay. You'll always be happy because the practice of being at peace with something that doesn't work out the way that you think or that you want to happen will always, again, right? Your nature is an unconquerable peace. Like when, when you start to build that inner infrastructure of yourself off of principles that you choose, like I choose to, to know myself as my nature being unconquerable peace. Like that was how I was made as peace, right? So building a life around that concept, really going for this. And if I don't get something, I can be at peace with that. If I don't, if I'm not with the person that I need to be with, if I don't go on that trip or if I'm not with this person, if they don't work out, I've practiced my brain long enough to be at peace with it to know that there's a higher order in practice. I don't struggle internally with that. So that's the personal practice for women in a sense in this position or even a man in this position with a woman to have that for themselves so they can actually have their own sanctuary of peace because that will create heaven within. Now for the man, what, what a woman can do for him to be able to step more into his divine essence so we talked earlier about the world that we live in. It's been flip-flop. Women have been traumatized into their masculine and men have been traumatized into their feminine. That dynamic has to be reverted because if a woman's penetrating the space too much, the man is first, she's being the masculine and he's being the feminine. That will never work out. He has to be in his natural energy and she has to be in her natural energy, right? So if she's penetrating the space, being like in a toxic masculine way, practices, he'll start to, to resent her. So that needs to be, so this dynamic, to balance that out, there is a, where she starts to retreat from the space. And this takes a lot for a woman who's traumatized into her masculine to, that wants to control, right? That's fear of everything collapsing for her to start retreating the space. Cause we're talking about like, you know, maybe bills are not going to get paid if she retreats, or maybe, you know, I'm the, I'm the breadwinner or I'm this, I have to do it. She's been traumatized into like forced into doing that. But the balancing act happens when she learns to start, you know, retreating from the space and he learns to start how to penetrate this space. Now, this is if they're both consenting to like doing the work, right? This is, is, is if he's consenting to looking at himself and learning, he realizing that, okay, I actually want to learn to actually start leading in ways and not just letting her pick dinner all the time where we go to go out to eat. I actually want to actually start to lead and me start to make certain decisions and say, hey, does that work for you? But I'm going to, you know, lead, I'm going to make the plans, you know, for the trip and then I'll, I'll run it by you, make sure, lead the way, not just letting her make all the decisions in certain areas, right? Yeah. Him, him leading the uh, spiritual, you know, practice of them and, you know, leading in, in prayer or whatever the case may be. But there's so many, there's so many ways where he has to learn how to penetrate her energetically uh, uh, in a healthy way. And that takes time. So, but her retreating from the space or realizing that she's going to have to start finding ways to be in her feminine, her true feminine, that she's not necessarily being in her feminine, right? So that will help to create the space for the shift to actually happen. Um, other things that she can do is to set the stage, right? She can't force him to want to grow. She can't force, uh, uh, you can't force a horse to drink water, but you can set the stage to whereas 
he will be able to actually pick up on cues and actually start to grow on his own. So say, for example, if the way she sees him, a lot of women, and Sarah, you brought this up earlier, the way she sees him is very, very key. If she still sees him as the caterpillar and is judging him in her mind, and she's actually having this conversation about how he's not doing this, how he's not doing this, he can't show up in this, and she's complaining about him, she's actually giving her mind and her attention to actually growing that identity of him that she's making so wrong. And she'll be right. She will be right. So it's a it's a fine line of being able to see him as the butterfly, like we talked about earlier, see him as the butterfly, right? Know that it's possible, speak that life into him and then create the void so he can start to step up. So what that will look like is say, for example, I'll give you two examples. So uh, in, in the toxic way where she doesn't do this, she might be like, look, honey, can you can you just choose a place or can you just take out the trash? I just need you to like do this stuff. Can you just do this stuff? You know, it's it's going to be, you know, we, we need you to do this. I'm doing everything on my own, right? That's maybe the toxic way where she's penetrating the space. She's getting stuff done because she has to, you know, in a different way, she might say, hey, you know, oh, my, my, my king, I love you so much, you know, um, you know. You are, you know, uh, um, you're my king. When you get a moment, can you please um, take out the trash? I know you always take care of me. I love taking care of you. Thank you so much. And then she'll leave and she'll create the void, right? So she may affirm him, right? Give what maybe she needs, right? And then she'll create the void with trust, thinking in her mind that he'll show up. Now he'll start to actually penetrate that space because she's seeing him in a certain way she's spoken some life into him and she's actually delivered some of her she's delivered a need let's just say and so now he's like and then she leaves which gives him the chance she now he's she's not telling him to penetrate the space she's asking right and then she's creating the void which is allowing him to choose to penetrate the space now i didn't do like a great acting job with my little scene that i put together but you get the dynamic where she's presenting something she's affirming she's seeing you know who he is she's speaking life into him and it takes work so not all women want to actually make this investment not all women mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. it might not even be the right dynamic so speaking life into him edifying him seeing him in his highest image even when it's not showing up which can be a challenge right so a woman before doing that she has to have a model in her mind that he that it's possible that it's yeah. possible. Most women don't even know that it is possible. Exactly. And and, I and we so have many... sorry, sorry. Go, say that again. Ahead. Say that Hold again. That. Well, I'm gonna say that we we don't have a lot of us don't have a frame of reference for what that even feels like, right? So why sorry. I'm so grateful to have you and like you and in, in my life and Santos in my life, like actual embodied masculine divine masculine men right but to have a frame of reference for that a lot of us haven't even had that experience yeah and so so i but that's what i say if i may that's what i say with them like when i interact with them i say you know this use like say for example use me as a frame of reference use how you feel right now being met energetically by your opposite, the masculine over here, noticing how you feel sitting there, being heard, 
being seen and being met with like having these deep evocative conversations it's fulfilling for both of us it's it feels just you use this energetically feeling wise for yourself what it feels like to interact with santos or me or whoever else you have in your life that's not necessarily a romantic relation obviously but it's more like a brother thing so it's but you use that for yourself this is what it feels like hmm it feels yeah safe i feel seen i feel relaxed oh my god i feel so relaxed ah i feel like i can breathe i feel like this that and the other so you use that vibrationally for yourself as a point of reference and then the romance or whatever stuff is just layered on top of that you already know what that feels like mm -hmm. but the foundation this is the foundation of any relation it's before romance the foundation is yeah. that we're brother and sister that's what people got to get through their head too which would be very very helpful the foundation is brother right. and sister because when all that romance stuff goes away you want to be able to relate talk to somebody somebody that's your road dog someone you can create with someone you can do things with right the, the core is that we're co-creative partners we're the perfect co-creative partners it doesn't get any better than this the male and the females will bring in all life every single person on this planet was born from the creative you know energies of a male and a female being able to birth that's the highest creation for humans on this planet it gives us the choice to create anything else Mm -hmm. so coming into that like core where we respect ourselves, we respect each other we protect ourselves, we protect each other and this co-creative dynamic right here is the foundation when we get back to really seeing that clearly most of us can't see it seeing that clearly you become fortified there becomes a a power between the couple if you will you know like i, I like like i say the woman protects the man from the inside out. The man protects the woman from the outside in. When we come together mm -hmm. in that harmony, in that respect, we have total and complete divine protection from within and from without. And we get into mm -hmm. a real flow with one another. So right. being, being able to see that it's possible. So you have your partner now. Know that it's possible by using me or Santos as a frame of reference, it is possible. And the fact is, is that it's actually natural for a man to mature into his spirituality. Just like first he's a baby, he's an infant, then he's a toddler, then he's a little badass something around seven years old, then he's an adolescent, then he's in his 20s, then he's in his 30s, right? Through those phases, it's, it's natural for him to mature into remembering his spiritual connection, to be his own holy man, to be his own shaman, to be his own whatever it is, to be his own connected God-man. It's actually natural. Now, we've been, going back in our conversation before, through the media, we've been attacked with images. We don't see that. We've been attacked with all the other images. So the programming is that we're this, have to be this sexualized man, this, this you know, successful money-driven man, this businessman, this man that can controls or he's violent or he's this. We never see this holistic, spiritually connected, disciplined, successful, emotionally available, beautiful, powerful, leading, loving, firm man, king.
You don't see that. You see every other version of that. So what they don't do, so we're not shown a model, which is why you say, I don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a point yeah. of reference. And that's yeah. the whole point. So you have to use what yeah. you got, sister. Right, right. And something that I noticed just on my journey is like something that I didn't even know that I was doing was emasculating men, like when I was younger. And just like what you're saying, basically just kind of like criticizing or when my needs weren't met, like complaining about it versus creating that space. Like you said, like creating the void and like, you know, honoring and loving and then making a request and then creating the void for them to then, you know, come forward, penetrate, like you said. Um, but I know like I, I have a specific client that I'm thinking of right now and she's going through a breakup and like they, their dynamic was such that like, he met her and met her and he was meeting her and she was like, finally. And then something came up and he just left. And so now her question is like, is there any chance for this to like, maybe by creating the void and allowing him to, you know, step away and just do what he needs to do. Like, can we create a void energetically for that to be revisited and, and potentially evolve the connection? Yeah, absolutely. Or absolutely. Let, let me, let me jump in right here. A couple of things. Um, we have to we have to realize that some people are going to get offended by this. You're not dealing with men. You're dealing with traumatized little boys, mm -hmm. and it's a better practice for women to see that and to practice loving the little traumatized boy and addressing that and creating a safe space for that little boy. He's in a big body. Yes. He's got muscles. Yes. He's done this. Yes. Emotionally, spiritually, even mentally, he's still a little boy that needs instruction and uh, training and guidance on what, what's what, that it's okay to feel certain things, it's okay to, and this is how you look at your pains. This is how you look at these certain things. And yes, it is okay to obviously cry and things like that. You know, he, that's the one thing that it would be really great to see that these are not, you know, men, complete men, whole men, healthy men that we're talking about. These are men that if you, you, if you if you look at a better image to, to, to have in your mind about what these men really look like, like he could look like me or whatever, look like he presents himself well, but what, what's really there is, is, a, is a Vietnam vet in the middle of the mm -hmm. battlefield who's bloody, who's gashing, who's bleeding. That's what's really going on on the inside, right? So, um, so seeing that little boy first, is going to be really, really, really healthy. And then, and then you, you said, I jumped in. There was one other part to that. What did, what did you say? You so said, was, yeah, I said, like, if the relationship actually separates, like if there's a breakup, oh, yes. is yes. it? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seeing again, what we talked about before. Now this is, this is a dynamic because a woman being able to actually see him as her brother. Yeah. She's got to release what she wants, what she thinks she wants, 
in a mm -hmm. partner, as a lover, in romance, as a husband, all these ideas that have been programmed mm -hmm. in her mind on what she thinks she wants because he's not going to come in that space because she's attached to those things. A lot of women are attached to those things, I'll just say. If a woman can release that and drop down to this basic foundational level of in her heart, just wanting him to be okay. Just wanting him to be happy, whether it's with her or without her. Mm -hmm. If she can really get to a genuine place, truthfully, not, I'm not saying get to that place so that he'll do the work and then be with her eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that if she can honestly put on the mental lens of seeing him like how she sees her brother and just want good for him, just want him to be happy, just give him love because he's a divine being and he deserves it. Can you release your anger? Can you release the wrong that he's done to you? Can you really see him as a little boy that's a victim just like you and me that's been assaulted by this world and stop making him wrong? Mm-hmm. Can you stop assaulting him in your mind and, and putting the void? Can you have, and I'm not saying don't protect yourself. I'm saying protect, but can you start loving him because you are love yourself as well? Can you start actually healing the image who he is in your mind? Because that's one of the core issues. You, a man could be 10 times you know, more evolved than me and showing up right here. But if you don't see me in your mind, you still see that, I'm going to still be a player that has sex with every single woman and I could have been celibate for 50 years. But in your mind, if you can't see it, I will be still that player in your mind that will assault women. You're going to see what you see in your mind. So when a woman can genuinely drop down into her heart and really love him as her brother, he will feel that because it'll be real. He won't feel it if it's manipulated or if there is attachment to it or if there's a read something because I want him to finally be, no, if she can really get to that place, that's why I'm harping on it so much. If she can really get to that place where she can just love him and release, release him, but love him, they have a chance at actually just a connection. That's all you really need because that's the foundation anyway. That's what he wants. That's what you want. Anything on top, you might find out that, man, I don't even want to really be with him romantically. I really do just love him as my brother. Some women will just get to that place and men because that's our true nature anyway. Some of us don't, you know, need, are not supposed to be together romantically, really. Some of what we're feeling is, is actually just an agape love. And we've been programmed to actually automatically think that it's a sexual love and it's not. So seeing that little boy, Really, that's what's really going to traumatize little boy. And then also seeing this, him loving him just as your brother and practicing that. I did that with my ex-wife. That's why everything was healed because for years, for six years after we completed our marriage, I just loved her as my sister because I couldn't show up during our marriage. I was a, I was that fractured Vietnam, bloody all over the place, trying to put myself together. And she held the space for me to, to, to put myself together to rebirth myself. But then after we completed I, I did, I was able to start showing up. And so I wanted to do that for me. And then I wanted to show up for her because it's the right thing to do. And I wanted her to be happy. 
and I wanted to actually love her and I wanted to help heal her. I didn't want anything. I helped her move in with her, with her partner, with her man at that time. I helped her move out afterwards as well. I built two sheds for her. I moved stuff in there. I helped her build furniture so she could sell it and make her own. I don't want none of that stuff. I wanted to do right by her because she's my sister. And I think that that, like, that is a such a profound teaching in this modern world, like being able to see each other as brother and sister with mm -hmm. the with the respect and protection that comes from each. And like, I respect you. You're powerful. You're powerful in ways that I'm not. I have, that doesn't make me less of a man. I acknowledge your power. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm powerful in my ways. But when we both come together, we're more powerful than both of us individually. Mm -hmm. We come together in that harmony. So I want to, yes. I just want to speak to, um, in what you're saying is that going back to more programming for us as women and women, we do it in groups with other women. So you tell something like, you know, like, oh, I'm seeing this guy or whatever. And then right away, they're like, oh, that fucking asshole. Like they, they, it's gotten to such a programming where women in their caddy talking, like the man's I was wrong. They're an asshole. They're a player. Fuck them. Um, so our egos have been programmed so hard to, we are programmed to not give you that space or give you that unconditional love or see that little wounded boy within you because of what has also been done to the female programming in trying to learn boundaries, I think, but now it's like blown out of proportion so it's gotten to be like a really third dimensional space that even if you are feeling you want to hold this person in that fifth dimensional, unconditional loving space, you speak it to one woman that doesn't, isn't on that concept yet or still in that programming and they slam it right back down. And then you're like, wait, am I wrong? Right. Cause I really want to see this person in that unconditional loving wounded little warrior boy space. But I told Janet and Janet's still like, no, fuck that guy. Don't give him that. He doesn't allow your mm -hmm. time space. He doesn't allow your breath. So that's where the feminine toxicity is really still programmed and holding space as well. Is that doing that inner work to bypass your own ego and going back to what you're saying or what you think something should look like, what you have this idea from. And it's, it's working the muscle of like, yes, coming back to seeing them as your brothers, seeing them as another wounded human being without any expectation and holding them in that unconditional loving space and vice versa, right? The, the, the men to the women, because that programming is also really deep. Yeah. I mean, we have to be mindful, like who we share with, you know, we have to build ourselves, you know, the first, our own practice that's for ourselves, And then like, what's our inner circle, right? Because that's our protective layer you know, and, and who, we're, who we're entrusting and having these intimate conversations with. We have to make sure that that, that inner circle is, is like, say, for example, kind of like this. We can have this conversation. This is where we get strong, right? You have that inner circle where you're safe, where you have affirmation. People can actually affirm and help you strengthen ways that you want to operate, right? These higher vibrational principles and programmings that we need time and energy to reprogram our mind until we are strong enough to go out into the world and instead of the environment shifting us, we shift the environment. Mm -hmm. But we got to get strong first. Mm -hmm. We have to program first. We have to cleanse and purify our body, our mind, our spirit, and be just immersed and just completely 
uh, 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 sold on all of these principles and ideas that are bring us elevate us into these into these higher states to whereas the ego of other people just won't even shift you know where we're strong enough to speak our voice when someone says that it's like i understand where you're coming from and but we speak our truth in lieu of you know it being slammed back down and it becomes a teachable moment mm -hmm. we, we learn how to elevate those around us we learn how to lift them up right and then we don't we don't we're not really we don't care about being accepted by the groups it's like okay you can slam me but i'm still going to speak my voice in front of all 20 or 30 of you i don't agree i'm not going to talk about him he's a king and i see you know many many of us are traumatized and look here's the thing we we the, the 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 toxic man has been running this planet. I like to call him the heartless man, the one that's disconnected from his heart and slammed. Mm -hmm. it. And look, sisters, <clears throat> I apologize on behalf of us as men for the toxicity, for the violence, for the raping, for the disconnectedness, for the coldness, for not seeing you, for not respecting you, for suppressing you. I apologize on behalf of us as men. We got a lot of cleaning up to do. We have a lot of cleaning up to do. But not only is it possible for men to evolve into who we're supposed to be, it's natural. But we as men, it's incumbent upon us to start actually rising up as men and actually looking at our mistakes, looking at our errors, looking at what we've caused and having the courage to go back, have those conversations, take those actions to clean up the messes, speak our truths, do the work, look in the mirror, take responsibility and start cleaning up those things. And in doing so, that's how we actually get on the path and, and become that man that we're talking about. But if he doesn't start looking at these things, he's never gonna be that. But it's that's the only way forward. It's for mm -hmm. us as men, individually, each man to start to look at himself and start to clean up his own mistakes and start to right his own wrongs and help people that he's hurt to get back online. He's got to correct himself. He's got to yeah. correct the, the stuff he's put out there. He'll never advance, man or woman, it doesn't even matter. But speaking about men, a man will never evolve unless he cleans up his mistakes. Those are his anchors. Those are his sandbags. Those are his shackles. He will never evolve. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't look at his skeletons in his closet, He'll never, he can't ascend. It's not even possible. So that's, mm -hmm. it's important for a man to do that work, but it's very, very possible and natural for him to evolve. It's just work that just needs to be done. You know, every man is supposed to be his own divine man where he's spiritually connected. He's connected. He's getting higher guidance that goes, takes him above his mind, above his ego. That's above his five senses where he's guided by his heart. His heart becomes a checkpoint. Right. So every man is naturally supposed to be connected. He's supposed to evolve into that where then he he takes the time to discipline his mind every single day. So he actually, you know, kicks out the thoughts that are not productive. And he actually know these are the thoughts. This is what we're going to think today. This is what we're going to think. Right. And then that automatically has him feeling in his emotions a particular way. So then he becomes healthy around you automatically. Because he's connected, he's disciplined his mind, he doesn't have random thoughts that make him feel random ways, he's disciplined. And then he's healthily expressing himself, he's connected, he can connect with you, his heart can connect with you, 
right? And then, of course, his words, his actions are, are healthy, too. That's the last, his actions in the physical. But it's natural for that. So for a woman to be able to know that that's possible and to see that and to just hold space for that, protect herself, and then like keep creating the void for him, then and then craft the environment to where there's healthy men around him, to where they can be models around because he has to have a model. He has to have a model. You can't do this without, don't shoot yourself in the foot by trying to do all this stuff, but not showing him a model. Create the scene, put a healthy man around him, put a healthy man, whatever, have him see a healthy, what a healthy, divine, masculine man looks and feels like a man that's connected in all the ways that I said and, and doing those sorts of things. So he has a point of reference. He won't necessarily accept it right away, but at least in his mind, he has a point of reference. A man that hugs him, say, oh man, I love you, brother. I see you, man. I see you. Yeah, thank you for doing the work. You know, it could be any interaction, but he has to have a point of reference. Women do too. What is it, what is it like for a woman to be in her divine masculine? I mean, her divine feminine, naturally, mm -hmm. right? Her divine feminine. Like we both have to have those, you know, clear points of references. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I love what you said about we have to be really mindful of who we share with because I'm noticing that it's the tendency is just to choose a side and like vilify, you know, if we're complaining about the person we're dating or something came up or it's like people think they're being supportive sometimes to go mm. on to like the, making the other person the villain, right? And that isn't really supportive at all of any anything. And it, you're just on, you know, the drama triangle with the blame victim rescuer and you're just stuck on there but it, it's like people think they're being supportive when they say oh yeah like what an asshole or oh you're better off with that or whatever you know yeah, and that careful just really who you share be careful who you share you should have like one maybe i'm just putting numbers out there one or two people where you know they can pull your conversation higher plain and simple mm -hmm. don't go share again gossip mm -mm -mm. no look mm -hmm. one or two people that you a coach or a mentor or whoever that's that's keep it in there yeah well i would like to honor everyone's time does anyone have any last thoughts questions insights that they would like to drop in the space before we put this episode put a little pin on it and we will definitely because we want to all get together and do the next one in person in the same room but any oh, last fun. Yes, uh, I just want to I, I want to just give my blessings to all of our sisters. I want to thank you on behalf of the divine masculine. Thank you for holding the space for us. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for continuing to heal yourself. Thank you for 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 actually endeavoring to look at where you yourself needs to work. You know, we we honor you. We respect you. We see you. It's possible. We are here. We are showing up. We're doing the work. We're teaching our brothers. And we need you to see in your mind that we are here. Even though what you see out there is still this toxic man, eh, just delete that from your mind. You know, see what's possible for the future, which is the possible man, which is the divine man. See him in your mind right? Use me as a point of reference. Use Santos as a point of reference. Use somebody in your in your life just as a point of reference to, to know that it's possible. And not only is it possible, it's actually natural. So we can get that 
reprogramming in your mind, women, when you, but everything is birthed through you. If you can see it in your mind that it's possible for the divine man to be birthed into this world, we will be birthed because we'll be birthed through your mind. You birth everything, not just physically, but you grow things in your mind. So what are you seeing in your mind? If you can see this new man in the world, we'll be birthed in the new world. So thank you. I love you. We love you. We see you. We respect you. We protect you. And whatever you need, we are here as your brothers and we love you. Thank you. Yes, we love you. Thank you everyone for watching and listening. And us three will be back again soon. Oh, and yeah. we'll be back again soon in general. Have a good day.